Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. Today, we're discussing three problems, interfering mothers, life after parenthood, and what it's like when you can't stand a friend's partner. So our first problem is between a mother and a daughter, and the daughter writes in, Dear Viv, Every time I see my mother, she calls me fat. I know she wants me to lose weight and her comments are often quite hurtful. The thing is, I'm happy with my figure and I don't think she has the right to comment on my body in this way. How can I let her know that I want her comments to stop and I want her to be proud of my achievements even though I'm not a size 8? Oh dear, not actually overweight daughter. That's what I'm going to call you. And I feel like you've come to the right place because I am one of your tribe. We are quite a large tribe. And by that, I obviously do not mean that we are large because we are the not actually overweight at all daughters. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, one of those myself. So what I'm trying to say is this is a fairly common problem and you're definitely not alone here. I can see from the tone of your letter how hurtful this is to you though and these kind of comments they do really hurt Um, but I'm afraid I'm going to be a bit brutal in my response in fact I'm going to be even a bit of a bitch about this so sorry in advance the reason though that I'm going to be so harsh is because I think a lot of people listening to this will have had similar problems with their mothers and it's really important to know that you do not have to live with the hurt that this criticism causes nor do you have to make it into a big issue between you and your mum and have a big showdown and, you know, say you're never going to speak to her again. I know you will have considered all of those things. Uh, There is instead a way of letting her have her little digs whilst you still stay sane. And that is probably going to be a much easier thing to do than confronting her and trying to make it completely stop. So first off, I know that this is your mum and criticism from your mum hurts more than criticism from anyone else in the whole world. But the fact is, I'm sorry to say that she really does have a right to say these things if she wants to because she is your mum. And it could just be that this is her way of caring for you. Uh, I know that it is a pretty rubbish way of caring for somebody to insult them like this, but it might just be her way. So please indulge me and think about that, that idea, because it is one way of stopping yourself from being so upset. Just remind yourself that maybe it's her way of caring. 
And by doing that, you've taken a bit more control back of the situation. So remind yourself that maybe your mum is saying this because she loves you and this is her way of showing it. I'm not saying that to do this is not warped. It is. And I don't defend doing this. But being realistic, no one is perfect. Your mum isn't perfect. And some people show their concern for others by being critical and interfering. It is extremely annoying and not good parenting. But it's so much easier to change yourself than to try to change someone else's behaviour. So if you reframe the criticism as caring, in inverted commas, albeit caring in an extremely rubbish way, then that is one place where you can start to improve things for yourself and how these things make you feel. You do mention elsewhere in your letter that as long as you've been alive, you've always known your mother to be on a diet. And this, for me, is the key. Often when other people see faults in us, they see something that could be true or might have a grain of truth. But usually the fault they're identifying is often something that they're very uncomfortable about in themselves. So if it's helpful, then you could try thinking that whenever your mum says to you, you're fat, what she is actually saying is, I'm worried that I'm fat. So uh, to not actually overweight daughters everywhere, I would say, remember this, there is a whole list of things that a mother could be saying when she says you're fat. She could be saying, I wish I could look after you. I wish I could be more like you. I wish we still lived under the same roof. I wish I could be more relaxed around food. There are so many things that this insult could mean that have nothing to do with you. And you don't have to be Freud to know that mothers see their daughters as a reflection of themselves in many ways and you obviously represent something that's really challenging for your mum but remember that is her problem and not yours. Now you will notice that I am not advising that you confront her on this which it does feel as if from your letter you're desperate to do and I feel like you're almost asking my permission to confront her. By all means, do have that conversation if you think it will make you feel better. However, I predict that your mum will either deny what she said or claim that she's just doing it for your own good. So I think that potential confrontation is a waste of your time and could end up making you feel worse. I did warn you that uh, I would be brutal here and I hope that my response makes you feel better because I do want you to feel like you can do something about this situation rather than demand a change from your mum. I am worried though about one thing that you say. I'm happy with my figure. I think if you are 100% happy, your mum's comments genuinely wouldn't bother you and this whole thing would not be a problem for you. I realise that sounds unfair because it's your mum and no one wants their mum to criticise them. But the thing is, mothers criticise their children all the time for the most laughable things and we all just brush it off. Um, my mother is always picking stray invisible hairs off my knitwear, speaking of people brushing things off. Um, because I'm not actually paranoid about losing my hair, I don't get stressed about it, I just let her do it and laugh. So what I'm saying is that when a criticism hits home, it can contain a truth that we don't want to listen to. So just make sure that you really are happy with yourself. Meanwhile, though, I would try to work on genuinely being able to not care what your mum thinks because it is your life and not hers and you are never going to be able to make her realise that. Uh, letter number two this week uh, is also a horribly familiar situation. We have all been here. Dear Viv, I don't like my friend's partner. 
She is one of my oldest friends and they are really serious. He is controlling, boring and has an inflated opinion of himself. She can't go anywhere on her own and she's not herself. Can I say anything? Oh, friend protector. I'm going to call this correspondent the friend protector. I feel your pain here. Uh, we have all been in the position of the friend protector. It is bad enough when one of your best friends, uh, someone who, as you explained in your letter, you've known for over 10 years, uh, it's bad enough when someone like that becomes friends with someone who is irritating and idiotic. Uh, it is just beyond infuriating when they start going out with them. Um, and we have all seen this happen. Uh, I can already feel this rising sense of panic in your words. You're, you're thinking ahead. What if they get married? What if they have kids? What if we have to go on holiday with them? What if they ask me to be godmother to their kids and I still can't stand him? So um, I can already sense that you're racing ahead in your thoughts and you're imagining that this is a life or death situation where you've either got to swallow all of your instincts and become best friends with this man and hate yourself forever for it, or you've got to cut your friend off and not see her anymore. Now, I know you think that there's a third way. And as with the previous letter, I feel like you're asking for my permission for a confrontation and I'm not going to give you that permission. But you think that the third way here is for you to talk to your friend about this. I think that is the worst of all options. Your friend is an adult and she is entitled to spend the rest of her life with whatever nightmare person she wants to. I know that she's your friend and you don't want that to happen. But the reality is that your only job is to keep being a friend to her. It doesn't matter who she spends her life with. So this is a bit where it gets worrying. Um, I sense from some of the things that you're saying that this is not just about you not liking this new man who she has been with, you say, for about six months. There's this sense that you're worried that he is an, in actual fact in some way dangerous um, for your friend. Now, it's hard for me to know from the letter what the real situation is here because I've only got your account to go on. So I would say put yourself in your friend's shoes here. Has she really changed or has she just changed in relation to you? Or when you say she can't go anywhere on her own, do you really mean that her boyfriend is so controlling that he's in charge of her social life? Or is it possible that she's using him as an excuse because she's so sickeningly in love with him that she doesn't want to spend that much time with her old friends? Uh your interpretation feels quite melodramatic uh, to me. But then, you know, she's your friend and you know her. You do have to ask yourself, though, whether there are other interpretations of the situation that you could be missing out on. Maybe she was extremely lonely and is really rather happy with this boring but controlling man. Uh, maybe he's awkward in public, so that's why he's come across um, in this unpleasant way. Or maybe he's intimidated by his girlfriend's overprotective friends. Uh, maybe that's why he's behaving like a bit of an idiot around other people. I think you really need to discount all of these possibilities before you even consider raising the idea with your friend that he isn't great. And in any case, if he really is bad news, it's not going to make any difference unless your friend comes to this realisation herself. So I repeat, your only job here is to continue being a good friend. That means stay in touch, even if she, your friend, is not that great at staying in touch all of a sudden, as so often happens when someone starts a very intense new relationship. Uh, it does mean trying to be nice to this man, even if you think he's awful. And it means keeping your mouth shut until your friend confides in you first. 
if you really are good friends and he really is so terrible that it is worth saying something, then she will be the one to say it sooner than you think. Uh, you really have to be careful here, though, because I would say beware of if she does say something and start the conversation, then you can't say, oh, my God, yes, I've been thinking for ages that he's an abomination. You need to get rid of him. Uh, history is littered with the corpses of perfectly excellent friendships sacrificed on the altar of premature honesty about new boyfriends. So, uh, dear friend protector, I know you have the best of intentions, but let your friend work things out for herself and don't let your relationship with her be the casualty here. So our third problem this week is from someone who has recently had a baby. Dear Viv, my relationship has suffered after having a baby. I'm so preoccupied with work and kids. I've got no time for my husband anymore. We're so tired and stressed that we have nothing to say to each other. How do we get back to where we were? Oh, this one really broke my heart uh, to read because anyone who has been in a relationship that undergoes a major life change, and it doesn't even have to be a baby, although very frequently that is the one thing that makes you feel this way, um, anyone in a life-changing situation is going to know exactly how this feels. Um, congratulations, by the way, on your baby. I think sometimes you can get a bit lost in how difficult it all is and and um, forget what an amazing time this is. I know that's a cliche from someone who isn't in that situation in the mo at the moment, but who has been in the situation you're in now. So I'm going to call you a despairing new parent uh, because the upheaval caused by a third person coming to live in your marital home, even if it is a planned and much wanted guest who you loved so much that you even gave birth to them. Uh, this is a, It is a unique and unprecedented life situation and one that bears specialist examination, by which I'm saying everyone can have trials in their relationship, but having a baby is probably one of the biggest trials of all. We talk a lot about how having a baby affects your working life and how you feel as a mother. The thing we don't really talk about so much is how it changes the relationship between the two parents. And it's crazy that we don't talk about that because the strength of the relationship and the whole point of its existence is the reason that you had a baby in the first place. So the fact that your relationship then comes under strain, it's, it's incredibly stressful, but it's also completely normal. So uh, there are a lot of personal details in your letter, lovely despairing new parent, um, but I'm going to skate over a lot of them because your story is perhaps a lot more universal than you imagine and I hope it does make you feel better to realise that. Uh, your problem is completely normal, completely predictable, expected and healthy. So much so that the only reason you even think that this is a problem is because for some reason it's just not polite to talk about these things. I don't even know why that is and it is crazy as I say. There is no shame at all in you and your husband struggling during this period. Your baby's only six months old. It's all a really new situation. What you need to do is keep talking to each other, keep describing the struggle to each other and keep laughing about it if you possibly can. Um, it's even more important to do all of this the more tired and stressed you are. I'm going to come in a moment to this issue of I've got no time for him. But first, I want to say, uh, to get over this, look outside your own house. 
and outside the relationship. Take a risk and be honest about all of this with your friends who have babies the same age and encourage your husband to do the same thing. Uh, You did mention in your letter that you're part of an NCT group, an antenatal group, and that is great. So don't be afraid to open up to those women um, without bitching about your husband too much. Obviously, that's not particularly healthy. Uh, So for anyone listening in this situation, if you don't have an antenatal group that you can sound off to, then please, for the love of God, get one because that is going to be your lifesaver. These groups were not invented for the good of babies. They were invented to keep women sane because they make you realise that It's not just your life. It's a life stage that lots of other people are going through and it's temporary and you will come out the other side. So please spend some time talking to other people who are going through the same thing. And believe me, because I have done this myself, you will be astonished at how much worse they are at coping with it than you are. And if you get your husband to do the same thing, you can both come back together and bond over how appalling the other couples are and how badly they're coping. Um, This kind of bonding has saved many marriages and I highly recommend it. Uh, You might be surprised at um, how much better you are coping than other people. So importantly... um, I would say that it would be really, really strange if having a baby did not change your relationship in a very significant way. I would think that there was something seriously wrong if you could just continue the way you were before. Now, your question about time and how do we get back to where we were, I've got no time for him. I think it's really sweet that you're answering that, uh, you're asking that. And uh, I'm going to give the answer of a a wicked witch, really, which is you can't. You can't go back to where you were. You can't get more time back. Um, You can never go back to how it was to the people that you were before you became parents. But at the same time, though, only the two of you know what you were like and what your relationship was like before. And you really need to cling on to that nostalgia from time to time. It's probably going to be too early uh, to get a babysitter, but I don't know, maybe it isn't. See how you feel. Different people have different ways of dealing with these things. Um, But do some things whenever you can that are connected to your old life. Go somewhere that you went before, whether you go to Norway for the weekend or go to Nando's um, and just take the baby with you. Um, Or maybe think of the last film you saw at the cinema together and get it out on DVD. Finally, about the lack of time thing. I don't have enough time for him. I do agree that time is your biggest enemy here and the only people who can find it are the two of you. You need to make the time for each other, even if it's just an hour or two hours or the time it takes to eat some chicken wings and peri-peri sauce. Um, Get me with my crazy romantic ideas. But you need to force each other to enforce that and find that time because your future together depends on it. Most of all, though, remember, you will not be despairing new parent forever. This is just a temporary blip. Soon you'll be despairing old parent, and that is a whole other set of problems, believe me. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign in to thepool.com where you can get these podcasts automatically saved to your scrapbook every single week. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.